Pro fans all over the world, we welcome you to the Pro Fan Arena where prolific sports fandom, a desire for wisdom in life and work, for the purpose of glorifying God through our gifts and talents, all rumble together. Thank you for joining us. Now introducing your starting lineup. Standing five feet nine from the University of Take Responsibility, playing the position of Chief Encourager, your host, the founder of Pro Fan League, the Pro Fan, Bradley Gibbs! Let's get it, y'all. Happy Tuesday. Whatever is out in front of you today to be got, Take a few seconds as you start this day. Take a few seconds wherever you're at in the day and ask the question, what's out in front of me today? What opportunities are there for me today? And then go get it. Welcome to the Pro Fan League Arena. We are not just fans. My name is Brad Gibbs, the founder of Pro Fan League. Thanks for being with us. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Now, lace up your hoka running shoes, and let's talk sports. We're coming off a holiday weekend. There is a lot of tremendous football. There is a lot of tremendous basketball. Baseball free agency is out there, you know, meandering its way through the winter. We're waiting to see what happens on a number of players, prominent players in Major League Baseball. Again, Otani is probably the chip that has to fall before things really get moving, but there's some starting pitching going. Sonny Gray signed with the St. Louis Cardinals. There's some exciting record-breaking going on in the English Premiership. We'll cover that very briefly. The NFL steams ahead, and we are going to cover a little bit of all of it today, but first... Picking up where we left off on Friday with Thanksgiving as not just a fun holiday, but an attitude, we're going to talk about phase two today. Phase one was being thankful for where you find your feet, what situation you are in, what gifts and talents you've been giving, been given, defining a big why for where you are at with what you have and having a thankful spirit, a spirit of worship with where you find your feet at right now. That's phase one of Thanksgiving as an attitude. Today, phase two of Thanksgiving as an attitude, we are going to talk about family. Each one of us has a mom and a dad Each one of us is part of a family structure of some sort. Now, I understand that family can be very complicated. I understand that there are people who may listen to this show who experience a lot of hurt when they think of family. I understand there are people who listen to this show who experience a lot of joy when they think about family. And all sorts of emotions in between. Today, I would like to put it out there that whether your memories and thoughts of family have a lot of pain mixed in or a lot of joy and happiness mixed in 
or some combo of both, we can still be thankful. Dare I say, the attitude we bring to family situations can contribute a lot to how those family interactions go. So, Thanksgiving as an attitude, when it applies to family, I think there's a lot of content to consider here. Last night in the NBA, Russell Westbrook of the Los Angeles Clippers got into an altercation with a fan who was yelling at him about his family. Now, why fans have to go and yell things about players' families, I don't really know. Most of the time in our workplaces here in America, uh, you don't see coworkers or people from the outside lobbing uh, indecent comments at each other about their families, people's wives and kids. And I don't think we need to do that in sport either. As a matter of fact, one of the pro-fan league principles is remember that players are humans with families. So Russell Westbrook and a fan got into it last night over family. And I think this shows us the importance of family. Sometimes I think part of the reason that the hurt is so deep for some when they think about family, when we consider family, is because it's so important. And sometimes I think sometimes the happiness runs so deep The memories are so poignant when we think about family because family is so important. The family unit is the building block of society. And each one of us have much to be thankful for. One of the things that we can start with being thankful for is the fact that we even have breath in our lungs. We have breath in our lungs... Thanks to the grace of God, who planned our lives out before we were even birthed. And we have a father and a mother that God used to bring us into this life that contributed to the gifts and talents that we have with their DNA and are a big part of the reason that we get to enjoy this life. At a base level, there's a lot to be thankful for right there. Russell Westbrook is quick to defend his family because they are important to him. Today, I want you to consider, I want to consider, who is important to you. I would imagine immediately some names start flooding into your head as to people who are important to you right now. I would also consider you consider or ask you to consider think back over your years of life. Who are some people that were part of your family that have been important to you historically or Say you're in a situation where you didn't know a mom and a dad 
who are some people who were very important in supporting you and teaching you as you grew up? Say that you did have a mom and a dad and brothers and sisters and the nuclear family was intact. Who are those people, as you think back, or grandmas or grandpas or uncles or people that you would call family that spent time and talent and resources to support you as you grew up. Why would I go to such great lengths to bring this up? Because I think often the people closest to us, we can spend the least time letting them know or assuming that they're appreciated. Because we're with them all the time. Or we just assume because they're my dad or my mom or they had a really important part of my upbringing or because I see them every day that they know that I love them, that they know they just assume that they're important to me. I don't think that we can make that assumption. Husbands and wives. I don't think that we can just assume that Our spouses know we appreciate them. And not just appreciate them for what they can do, but appreciate them for who they are. That we appreciate them because of how God created them. It's not just about buying somebody you love something nice or taking them out on a date to show that you appreciate them. It's do we let people know that we cherish the fact that they're in our lives? What's it look like? To have this attitude of thanksgiving when it comes to husbands and wives, parents and children. This is another layer of having an attitude of thanksgiving. Do our children know that we are thankful that they are in our lives? I thought it was really interesting. I was on a field trip last year with my daughter And we were in Philadelphia, and I asked the students who were really not excited about being in Philadelphia, that's a story for another time, why they think they go on field trips. And their response was, so that the teachers don't have to teach us. Now, I encouraged them that they could probably think more highly of their teachers. Maybe that's true of some teachers, but not most, likely. What I thought was interesting was their initial reaction of the attitude that they feel like their teachers have towards them is they don't actually want to be around us. And I thought often, well, I thought this this affected me. And I prayed to the Lord and I examined my own heart and there were things that came to mind and I said, Lord, help me to make sure that my children know that they're a blessing to me and my wife, that I love being around them. Children are a blessing from the Lord. Let's make sure that our kids know that we love them, that We consider it to be an amazing thing that we get to be parents and have a part in their journey. If there's kids listening to this show, 
Let your parents know that you love them and are glad that they're your parents given to you by God. So in short, family, an attitude of thanksgiving when we think of family. Don't just assume that people know that you have an attitude of thanksgiving when it comes to family. I understand that this could be a a tender topic. I understand that there's probably some frosty situations as this is hitting people's ears. I would also contend that maybe it's time to start trying to rewarm a relationship. Maybe you already have. I would encourage you to keep on trying. Or maybe the relationships are very warm. Then I would encourage you to have an attitude of gratitude because it is an evidence of God's grace when there's unity in a family. I also want to take 30 seconds and talk about the big why when it comes to family. Leaders of the family, mom and dad. If you were to ask your kids what defines your family, what's important to your family, what do you think they'd tell you? Do your children, do my children know what the big whys of our family are? Do they know what causes are important to mom and dad? What what the family likes to give to? How the family spends time? How the family views the talents of each person? Have you called out the talents present in your kids? Not the talents you want them to have. The talents that are so clear. Have you taken the time? Have I taken the time to call out the talent present in my children? As people who are not just fans of sports, let's pray that we can continue to be to that we can continue to grow as fans of our family. When we speak of family in public settings, what comes out? Listen to yourself. Is it honorable? Do we have clearly defined whys when it comes to our family? When it comes to the mission of our marriages, do we have clearly defined big whys? How we use the family resources, is there clearly defined big whys? How we use the family talents, is there clearly defined big whys? I encourage you, if you think and what I'm saying doesn't make sense, to draw the people in your family into this conversation. If it's you, if today you're, you're single, if today you hear this and maybe you don't have a tremendous relationship with your family, I would encourage you that you have so much to offer. Even in that singleness, there's tremendous flexibility with your time, talent, and resources. Take some time. Reach out. Even if you're single or not married or have a frosty relationship with your family, 
Take some time to reach out and say thanks to the people who have impacted you. And also think about your big why. When it comes to the family or people you would call family in your life. In the spirit of Russell Westbrook standing up for his family last night, we will rock on with the NBA. Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns is taking his game to another level this season. He hit a game-winning three-pointer that was ridiculous at Madison Square Garden on Sunday night. He was double-teamed, just to the right of the elbow, fallen into the stand, sunk it, sunk the Knicks. He's averaging 29.4 points per game, 8.9 assists, and 4.9 rebounds a game. He is right on the verge of that prestigious 50-40-90 club, a refresher. 50 is 50% field goal percentage. That's just shooting from the field. 40 from deep, from another zip code. And 90% from the free throw line. Right now, he's at 49.7 from the field. 45 from three. And 91% from the three from the free throw line. He switched to point guard this year for the Suns because they brought Bradley Beal in and they have Kevin Durant. Those three haven't actually been on the field. All, those three have not been on the court together yet this season. I do hope it happens. I think they'll be fun to watch. We have a rare sighting in the NBA standings right now. The Timberwolves of Minnesota and the Oklahoma City Thunder are the one and two seeds in the West. I bring this up because it's like seeing a Wookiee. It hasn't been seen. The Timberwolves and OKC, one and two in the West, and to keep it weird... The Orlando Magic are currently the two seed in the East. And to just make sure that sometimes sports is so wild that it doesn't make sense. We're right in the middle of an NBA in-season tournament. Tonight, NBA in-season tournament games are going on. Oklahoma City Thunder are the number two seed in the West, but they've been eliminated from the in-season tournament. So they're doing a lot of winning, but they're not winning in the in-season tournament. Weird statistical anomaly. I just thought it was worth pointing out. Major League Baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals signed Sonny Gray. Isn't that an interesting name? Now, Sonny's name is spelled S-O-N-N-Y, so it's not like Sonny. But his name's a paradox. Sunny Gray. I guess the forecast is like partly cloudy. It just hit me. Well, now that we've had our philosophy lesson for today, thank you, Sunny Gray. Congratulations on a large contract with the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm not sure that that's really going to move the needle for them or get them competitive again. But it won the headline. And it got us to ponder 
the the sophistication of Sonny Gray's name. In the Premier League, the English Premiership. Feel free to pause this program and grab a spot of tea. 23-year-old Manchester City striker Erling Holland set the Premiership record as the fastest player to 50 career goals, doing it in 48 matches. He broke the record set by Andrew Cole, which was 65 matches. This young man is a machine. He's six foot four, about 190 pounds, and he is a goal scoring sensation. If you don't watch English soccer much, I understand. Soccer is the most popular game in the world. So I'm sure as this hits somebody's ears, it'll matter. But here at Pro Fan League, we like to recognize history when it's made. Erling Holland, 50 goals. Congratulations. He has had a remarkable start to his career and a very bright future. Obviously, Lord willing, and if the ambulance stays away from him. From one foot to another foot. Jake Elliott made a ridiculous field goal Sunday night. In a pouring rain from 59 yards to send the Eagles-Bills game to overtime. There's a long pause here because... Still, as I think about it, he kicked a line drive wobbler that snuck inside the right upright. One of one of the best kicks I think I've ever seen. Do you remember a long time ago, Adam Vinatieri kicked a game winner in the snow against the Raiders and... It was not from 50. That was much closer. But it was like blizzard conditions. And they're, you know, using their hands to clear a spot. And he kicks it. Clutch kick. Wins the game. The difficulty of the Jake Elliott kick Sunday, I would put on that level. It was ridiculous. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. That Bills-Eagles game was a regular season classic and it got me thinking Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills and Bills fans always seem to end up on the wrong side of these games a couple years back Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes had a playoff duel that was historic it was amazing Bills lose in that overtime game Josh Allen didn't even get to touch the ball Because of how the NFL playoff rules are. He got a chance to touch the ball Sunday night. They kicked a field goal. Jalen Hurts got a chance to touch the ball. Went down and scored a touchdown. Clutch performance. Lane Johnson, the Eagles right tackle, didn't play on Sunday. An interesting stat. When Lane Johnson is in the lineup for the Eagles, they are 88-48-1. When he is out of the lineup, they are 13-22 and in his career. 
The Eagles won without Lane Johnson. And I think a big part of the Eagles' success right now is that offensive line. They are a unit, cohesive. Most of the time, the same five guys are playing. Obviously, Sunday night, they weren't. But then we spin over to Carolina. The Eagles are 10-1. The Panthers are 1-10. They just fired Frank Reich after 11 games. They gave up an enormous amount of draft capital to get Bryce Young. Bryce Young's been sacked 45 times this year. He doesn't have an offensive line to help him. He doesn't have A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith to help him. Since 2019, the Panthers have been through six coaches. Dave, Tep- Dave Tepper, their owner, is looking for answers. Firing Frank Reich after 11 games. That is hasty to me. I know Stephen A. Smith and a number of people on the national media are talking about, oh, it needed to be done. Sometimes patience. Look at that roster. Who, how can Dave Tepper look at his roster and think that they were going to be some sort of inspirational story? You need talent. Look now, I say that. These men are playing NFL football. They're talented. They're the best of the best. Physical specimens. Excellent athletes. Look at the Eagles roster. Look at the Chiefs roster. They have generational talent. All across the, all across the depth chart. The Panthers don't have generational talent across their depth chart. Their best cornerback is on injured reserve. Adam Thielen is a tremendous receiver. He's had a great career. He's getting older. He's catching a lot of passes, but he, at this point in his career, can't blow the top off a of defense. They paid Miles Sanders. Shouldn't have paid Miles Sanders. The Eagles replaced Miles Sanders with DeAndre Swift, who's a better player, for like $5 million less dollars a year in the trade that made with Detroit. David Tepper needed a scapegoat. It was Frank Reich. But he didn't need a scapegoat. And that's what I'm saying. He... Has been firing guys so quickly. Bryce Young's now going to have to learn a new offense. There's no time for this to set up. The Panthers need time. Jonathan Mingo, one of their rookie wide receivers, is young. They're learning how to play. They have a young left tackle. They they have a great center in, in Bradley Bozeman. They need time. Bryce Young has been under pressure this whole season. Now, another stat for you. He has not been under pressure as much as the Eagles quarterbacks in 1986, who set the NFL record for most sacks allowed with 104 sacks. 
It's a lot of sacks. The least sack quarterback in the NFL this year, no surprise, Patrick Mahomes has been sacked 14 times so far this season. And if you look at that, uh, next on the list, like the, the least sack quarterbacks, Brock Purdy, Tua Tagovailoa, and Patrick Mahomes. All excellent lineups. Those are my thoughts on the NFL. We will continue moving forward. My final thought on the NFL. Watch out for the Denver Broncos. They seem to be gelling. Can they beat Kansas City? They need to continue winning. They're on a run of wins here. They're going to have to keep pushing that stretch. But Sean Payton and Russell Wilson seem to be getting some harmony. They have two very talented receivers in Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. And the defense is playing inspired football. It will be interesting to see what happens there. The Arizona Cardinals and Chicago Bears should build around their young quarterbacks, Kyler Murray and Justin Fields. Those are my thoughts on the NFL. We'll close it up today with NCAA football. So I do not have any Bradley's bloopers to share today, by God's grace. But I was about to put Alabama in the Bradley blooper segment. I was preparing it. It was not looking good for my national championship call. And then, what a throw from Jalen Milrow to the back left corner of that Auburn end zone. Heartbreak for Auburn, elation for Alabama, and we have a dandy SEC championship coming up on Saturday. Alabama, Georgia. I'm excited. I'm excited for championship Saturday. I'm excited to see if Florida State can pull through. I'm excited to see if Washington can beat Oregon twice. I'll talk about these games more on Friday. But man, it's shaping up to look like the CFP College Football Playoff Committee could really have a challenging, potentially challenging decision-making process to see who gets these four spots in the CFP. Now, maybe the games will be kind to the CFP committee. Maybe Florida State loses to Louisville. Maybe Oregon beats Washington. Maybe Georgia beats Alabama. And it all just falls into place. Texas is playing for a championship too. And right now, they're kind of sitting out in the cold. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited. This week, I hope you enjoy the week. May you be mindful of God's love for you. The fact that sin can be forgiven through Christ Jesus. I pray that that stirs a thankful spirit and that that thankful spirit permeates to the level of your family. The people around you, mom, dad, kids, cousins, uncles, aunts, people who've been important in your life, who you consider family, 
Take a moment to say thanks to them. Let the people you appreciate know you appreciate them. Don't assume. That's part of the reason the Bible is so important. It is a consistent and relentless reminder to us of God's love for us. Let us be a reflection of this loving God to the people in our lives that we love. Define your big why for yourself, for your family, for your marriage, for your children. Work together on it. It's a fun process. If you don't know what that process looks like, stay tuned. Over the coming months at Pro Fan League, I hope to be laying out a process of what it looks like to define big whys. I'm cheering for you. I hope you have an amazing day. We are not just fans. I look forward to talking with you on Friday. We're going to continue this idea of Thanksgiving as an attitude. Thanks for spending some time with us. Please share this show. Visit us at profanleague.com. Give us a five-star rating. Have a great day. Talk to you on Friday.